Giving you the real from A to Z surrounding the Dallas Cowboys. News, updates, rumors, transactions, takes, and more. So strap up, Cowboys Nation, and start your day off with A to Z Sports. Live with Will Steele. Three, two, one. Here we go! Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live. We're streaming live on YouTube. And of course, I am your host, Will Skywalker Steel. Boom! Oh, yeah. Everybody say, oh, yeah. Coming up today. We got this week's free agent primer early in the week. Nonetheless, we're still going to give you a good show. We're talking defensive ends. I got three defensive end free agents that I think come in here and help the Cowboys. Room. Tricky situation here with this room. We'll talk about it here in a second. Plus, I got one all-in move. This time, for real, y'all, like, I'm for real going all-in on this one. And I'll give you my reasonings to why I'm bringing this guy up. So it's it's not it's not out of the ordinary. It's not just because, oh, this guy's living into the Madden fantasy world. No, I'm not doing that because I'm going to give y'all three legitimate names that, that make sense under the Catboy criteria, as we always do. So if you're new, you don't understand how this goes during the free agent primer, and you're expecting to see the Josh Allens of the world and, and Chris Joneses pop up, not happening. Not today. We'll give y'all some three realistic names that the Cowboys can can in my opinion, should inquire about, actually, because this room is a bit different. But what's good, Bomb Squad? Bomb Squad! How y'all doing this morning, man? R- real quick, randomly, I-, I want to pull up my phone. You know, I pull up the show on my phone from time to time to just make sure I don't miss a super chat or something like that, right? And these ads pop up. Anybody getting these weird uh, celebrity voiceover ads? Is this like a new thing going on across social media with these celebrity voiceover ads? It'd be like The Rock, and he's not really saying this, but it's The Rock's voice, or or uh, uh, who's Joe Rogan? Like, what is what is going on, man? Let's just get back to normal, regular ads, man. I was just sitting there thinking about, it, like, I wonder if we'll see a Jerry Jones one pop up. Of my of my subjects, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> My subject. subject. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if we saw? Come on, what are we doing here? My subject. <laughs> Random Jerry Jones ad, man. It's AI. Hey, see, I don't know nothing about that, man. Makes sense though. Makes sense. Anyway, talking defense events today, y'all. And I think it's a it's a it's a tricky room, man. And I feel like if you were here last year, I brought this up. Shit, might have been. A, I don't think it was. I don't think it was around this time. We always do a a primer, but but my, maybe it was draft time. And we were sitting here like, look, it's not necessarily a need right now because you did go out and get Dante Fowler, and you had a couple of extra guys on the roster already from a depth standpoint. But we were looking at it during draft time, like, hmm. Fowler's a free agent. 
Doris Armstrong's a free agent. The law's getting older. It's kind of low-key a future need. They kind of half-heartedly attempted to address it in a draft, getting Junior Fehoko. Well, let's be honest, three-tech defense, we don't really know about Junior Fehoko. And that's kind of where I'm at with this room. We've discussed this position a handful of times now in the offseason. Obviously, one when we were discussing edge rushers and then just randomly popping up. But I do think it is an underrated need in the sense of not just upgrading, but you don't got the bodies in the room, my opinion. Outside of Mike and D-Law, and, and Micah might move back to linebacker. Like, we don't know that yet. That's just, that is out there. That is a discussion that may, may be had with Mike Zimmer. So if Micah moves back to linebacker, you're really struggling at the position. So I'm, I'm going to attack this thing from multiple different ways today. And, and you'll see it with my first guy. It's a bit of a curveball. But after Micah and D-Law, even if Micah does stay at edge rusher, a lot of question marks. DA and, and Fowler are free agents, and you can argue you need to upgrade from one of them. Junior Fehoko, we don't know what Junior Fehoko is, man. I, I can't look in this room and be like, I'm counting on Junior Fialco. I mean, you just hope he could be a part of, you know, the bottom part of a, of a rotation at this point. He's, he's a rookie last year, didn't play at all. Not one single snap. So we don't really know. You can sit in here and say, oh, you're high on Junior Fialco. That's fine and dandy, but he literally has no tape in the NFL to, to like, be excited about Junior Fialco. And a different regime drafted him. So I'm not looking at Junior Fialco as a savior or anything in this room. Even from a depth standpoint, he's here. Let's develop him and see what happens. Then you got Sam Williams. Sam Williams, all the damn talent in the world, but he's still trying to mature. So it ain't nothing but question marks behind it. Do you bring back DA? Is Dante going to be here? Probably not. Sam Williams, nothing but question marks behind Mike and D-Law. And we don't really talk about this position a lot because Mike and D-Law probably. We talk about DT. We talk about linebacker. Hell, I've seen people bring up corner before they bring up this position. But this position is a a low-key need. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why you hear the Missouri kid pops up in mock drafts verse, which I don't think he'll ever fall that far. But if he did, Latu, and we're talking about drafts, and we'll actually talk about that tomorrow too. But I think they're going to need to address it as well. In free agency. I do. Uh, The Cowboys over the last few years have brought in defensive ends through free agency. If you guys remember uh, Everson Griffin, Dante Fowler back-to-back years. They've brought in these guys. And I don't think that should stop. You should always be trying to add to said room. And I do want to start off with a very interesting one here. Curveball. I don't know if a lot of people really even know this dude. And he's not your ordinary edge rusher. So let's just stick with me on this one, y'all. First up, Andrew Van Ginkle. What a name, by the way. Van Ginkle. So this guy popped up for me in preparation for playing the Dolphins. And I was surprised. 
how productive this guy was. And I was like, okay, so since he's productive, I obviously have to go and actually watch this dude to see if he's going to be a problem for the Cowboys. <laughs> 69 tackles on a year, eight tackles for loss, eight sacks. But he's a curveball. And here's why he's a curveball. He's not really a defensive end, per se. Nope. He's more of an outside linebacker in a 3-4. Or, here's a curveball. Could be a chess piece off-ball linebacker at will. Just saying. That could rush the passer. But here's the backstory on Andrew Van Ginkle. Just a football-playing dude, man. Drafted by the Dolphins in the fifth round. Was a solid rotational guy for him. He hit free agency after not a great year in 2022. So they got him for super cheap. He played on a one-year $2.6 million deal. Uh, and he far outperformed that deal, man. I mean, career high in pressures, sacks, tackles. He was he was a just-do-it-all guy for uh, Vic Fangio's defense. And I think what can make him unique in this case is he could either be a six man off the bench, and we're gonna you're gonna hear that a lot. I say that a whole lot. It's a basketball term. Six man means he's not a starter, but he's a he's a quality rotation guy. He's gonna get a lot of lot of tick. He could either be a six man off the bench in the mode of a Dante Fowler, right? Dante Fowler did the same things. Or again, he could be a box player for you. I'm, I'm just. If you haven't watched Andrew Van Ginkle, he he does not he doesn't move like some regular six foot six defensive end because he's not <laughs> he's like 6'3", 240, 245 or something like that. So he's more of an outside backer in the mode of a Clay Matthews type. I'm not saying he's Clay, and I know that that might see long hair, white guy, blonde. I get it, but Clay Matthews could do some inside linebacker things, and he could also rush the passer. Van Ginkle could do the same things, man. Highly productive player for them last year. And, and something that impressed me, not just with his rushing ability, and not just with his defending the run, but the dude could, could drop back. And that's exactly why I say potential chess piece. Because he's not a, he's not a typical defense end. But he moves and he has the build, and I think he could. I think he could play like a pass rushing will for you. Seeing him drop back in coverage and then looking how he's done in his whole entire career, he's not foreign to it. It's something that he's done 497 times in his career. 497 times he's dropped back and he's only surrendered a touchdown once. Two interceptions, seven pass breakups, and a career high four of them coming this year. Check this out. The last two seasons that he was targeted when he was dropped back, because you look at an outside linebacker 3-4, you're like, oh, well, shoot, I'm just going to go at him. He can't guard my tight end. He can't guard my, my running back. 53 rating when targeted. So this is just a football player, man. He can defend the run. He can rush the passer. He's a, he's a I hate to use the word try hard because people take that as a bad thing. But the dude has a motor. Smart player. I, 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 it's a curveball because this is not a Zimmer type of defensive end, and I, I find it really hard to put him in this category, but he was an outside linebacker rusher. But I feel like he could be an off-ball will backer that can rush the passer. He can be 
dare I say, the Anthony Barr. That's the name that always pops up, right? Anthony Barr didn't rush like a defensive end, but he was their rusher. Rushed him more. So where does he fit? Again, he could be that Dante Fowler replacement, six man, or if you don't want to bring him off the bench as a rusher, look like look at his movement. He does not like if you watch his movement, he can play backer in my opinion. I mean, he's, he's played it sometimes. So for real, for real, I can see him more of a of a of an Anthony Barr role. What's the contract look like? So per PFF, we're talking two years, $8 million guaranteed. That's it. And I'm going to keep on going back to the Cowboys paying a guy like Keanu Neal $4 million for a season. If you can pay Keanu Neal $4 million in a season, you can pay Andrew Van Ginkle $4 million per season. Also, I'm not even looking beyond 2024, sadly, because of this lame duck situation. So extremely reasonable price for a guy who, from all accounts, listening and reading, is a great locker room guy, busts his ass on the field and off the field, community guy. And he seems like he's going to be a bit available for you every every week. This isn't a dude who's, who's off injured. So I know that's that doesn't check the Catboy criteria there, but. I'm a fan of Van Ginkle. He may not be a, a he may not be a cowboy player, but I'm a fan of the player in general. Andrew Van Ginkle, Cowboys Nation. Curveball. I get it. We'll get we're, we're, we'll get right back to the guys that actually fit Mike Zimmer. But I am curious on your thoughts on Andrew Van Ginkle as a either a six man off the bench or I don't know, man. I'm looking at him and I, I feel like if you do strike out at linebacker off-ball will type, or you want to upgrade from, say, a, a Damone Clark, I like this guy to do it. I like this guy to do it, man. And it's not a lot of money going to cost you. Two, again, two years, $8 million guaranteed. Excuse me. Ink says it's going to be a painful episode to watch. Ah, man, look. Give you some good players here, INC. Andrew Van Ginkle. Well, let me see. Let me scroll up here. How old is he? Van Ginkle's not old. I believe he's like 27, 28. I think I got you. 28. 28 years old will be 29. So he's not an old, old, old fella here. Ryan Kerrigan light. It's really light. Ryan Kerrigan, wasn't he a big boy? That's a good one, Rip Van Winkle. If we do get him, I'm definitely changing his name to Rip Van Winkle for sure. I got a couple more for you. I got you. I got you. I just, I just want to walk through this one because I, I just feel like he's, he's very interesting, bro. Very, very interesting dude. And when I see a dude like him that dropped back 500 times in his career, I, and I know I probably should have included him in, in the linebacker room, uh, but it didn't really, again, I didn't study him. Until I had to study him this week. And I was like, oh. I'm going to put him in here in the defense ends. Should have said edge. But he could probably play that will off-ball linebacker. All right. Let's get to the second one real quick. By the way, if you want to call into the show, give me your thoughts on these. You can. 351-999-3787. The phone line's right there. Um, The next one, we're going to get into more of a traditional type. 
And again, another player that, much like Van Ginkle, not a big name. Not a big name in, in probably the household name, I should say. But obviously, if you watch weekly, if, if you are a draft guy, this name is, is definitely going to pop up for you. If you're a college football guy, it's definitely going to pop up for you. And I'm talking about A.J. Epineza. Now, this is more traditional build for Mike Zimmer. 6'6", 260. That's right up his alley. But once again, this is a guy that he moves well for his size. Ebenezer was a part of a platoon in Buffalo that was extremely productive. Uh, wasn't the starter. He was the sixth man. But that whole platoon... And again, we should know because Dallas struggled with it. But I don't believe he played against Dallas. Uh, that whole platoon was good, man. They were sixth in the NFL EPA per play allowed, drop back wise, fourth in pass rush win rate, and they were fourth in the NFL in sacks. And they didn't have just one dude just wrecking havoc. It was a whole bunch of them. And Epineza was one of those guys. He was a key six man off the bench, getting the, getting them seven sacks, a forced fumble, two interceptions, uh, a touchdown, a fumble recovery. Like this guy. Was always around the ball. Active member of being around the ball. Here's one of the more impressive stats, though, from this guy, man. Very random, weird stat. But then when you go look at what, it, you know, the issues it caused, it was because of his length. Epineza led all defensive linemen whether you're an outside linebacker rusher, whether you're a defensive tackle, whether you're an edge, with nine pass deflections. Nine pass deflections for A.J. Epineza. He used all six foot six of his length to be a nuisance around that ball. And I know that might sound like nothing, but then when you combine it with over the last two years, he's got like 14 or 15. So he's, if he doesn't get the sack, He's constantly working and making things difficult with his length. So to me, when you look at a stat like this and you look at the film that go, you know, to back it up and watch his movement in doing so and following the quarterback size, et cetera, goes to show you that's a disciplined rusher. That's that's a disciplined player on these particular type of plays. So when studying Epineza, I kind of came away with, okay, he's a disciplined tactical rusher. Those are the adjectives I would give him. Disciplined, tactical rusher. Uh, is he going to wow you with some some amazing four three four four four? No, that, that's not what he's going to do. Uh, but he's tactical. He does have straight line athleticism to get upfield. He uses his length well. I like the ghost rush that he uses. Uh, it's, it's kind of his thing, where he tries to bait the the offensive tackle with their hands to shoot first, dip under, and he's nimble too, man. Nimble dude. So where does AJ Epineza fit? You hear this a lot, man. He could also be the same role he had in Buffalo. Six man off the bench. Give you some juice. And when he does it get home, he can still give quarterbacks issues with his length. We're talking about filling out this room. And I think the best rooms have all different types of guys. Uh, Buffalo, one of them. Philly, a couple years ago, had, had a room that had different types of, of rushers. 
Josh Sweat was like this in the sense of always batting balls down, using his lane. So what's it going to cost, guy? Per PFF, contract contract projection is three years, 6.7 mil per, 13.2 guaranteed. Essentially, the Dorrance Armstrong contract. That's basically what you're getting with AJ Eppen as a per PFF contract-wise is a Dorrance Armstrong. And for those who don't remember, the, the DA contract uh, was a two-year, roughly $13 million deal. And this season, it, he cost you a little over $7 million on the cap. Uh, Epineza probably won't cost you that in year one, but they could do a very similar contract structure that they did with DA, where nothing year one, then the second year is a little higher. I think Epineza makes sense here. This is more of a, a like I said, traditional Mike Zimmer guy, but he's not. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go on a limb and say that that Epineza is the destroyer of Earths or anything like that. If you're looking for that, you're obviously coming a little bit higher in pay. But again, we're talking about Catboy criteria. And in my opinion, when you look at the room, I do think you need to replace veteran guy like Adorance Armstrong and Dante Fowler with another veteran guy that know how. And honestly, when you look at Zimmer's scheme. I feel like he fits. I think he'd be he'd be really good in this scheme. You get a disciplined guy like that in this type of scheme that relies on being disciplined, has the length, has the size, has the measurements, and then obviously he's been productive uh, in Buffalo as a, as a utility guy. Epineza, man, makes sense to me. Yeah, and then you got the, he got hurt last. <laughs> so he definitely fits that mode for sure. For sure. And he's going to miss you a couple games. That's 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 right up, right up Catboy's alley. Now, I'll give this, I'll give him this to his credit. It's only going to be a couple games that he misses. He's played at least 14 games every year in his career. So you're talking about roughly two to three games per season he may miss. So at least we're not looking at a guy who's going to miss half the damn season. But that you want to talk about Catboy criteria. There you go right there. I won't call him cheap, but but not expensive. Um, injured, gets injured. High draft pedigree, second round pick. Still got some juice in the tank. He's not old, so of course he got juice in the tank. Check, 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 mate. Epineza checks it all. He checks it all, man. Last two seasons, he gave you about 14 sacks. About 14 tackles for loss. Roughly, again, 14, 14, 14 pass breakups. And this year, he was around the ball a ton. Uh, you know, eight pass defenses. Again, bunch of sacks. Two interceptions because he's using that length. A touchdown. You give me a guy like that as my sixth man, not a guy I'm trusting to, to be my starter, I'll take it. I'll take it for the low low. AJ Epineza, how we feeling? Ducky says, let's make a deal. The Chiefs got... Sorry, what are you talking about? Roy Sam will be perfect in 3-4 as a linebacker, move Micah back to backer. You know, I'm not really... I'm, I'm holding I'm, I'm holding my reservations on Sam and, and, and adjectives like that only because he's got some maturing to do. I don't necessarily quite trust him just yet. 
Oh, stop, Toxic. He He's not going to be on that. He misses two to three games a year. Relax. We're not talking about a guy who who's going to be out 20, 20 damn games over two seasons. What are we doing here, y'all? Come on, man. Six man, lemon pepper Lou, man. Come on, man. I would love a I would love a lemon pepper Lou type on this team. Yeah, stop reading your comment because it has nothing to do with what we're talking about here. Tyron Smith, what are we doing? Uh you, you said you know our fans. No, I mean, look, I'm trying to school you on them. This isn't, this isn't, this isn't the this isn't a hurt guy in the sense of He's going to miss seven, eight, nine, ten games. He's literally only missed two or three games. Two games the last two years in each season, and before that, two games. If you sign me up for a guy to miss two games that's going to give me this type of production as a six-man, hell yeah, I'm all for it. Dude's going to get banged up. It's the NFL. Sign me up. Bye. This last one might get you, though. Uh, Stan, come on. Don't do that. Don't do that with Sam Williams. So this last one, another guy. If you notice, the last, I believe, the last three free agent primers that we've done here, I've had a guy that I included from the previous season or the previous year before that for good reasons because these type of mercenary guys have been productive when they've played on those kind of short-end contracts. And every time I brought them up, people hated it. But all dude did was go to this team and absolutely snap. And I'm pretty sure we'll get pushed back from it again. But again, I'm looking for mercenaries here. I'm not looking to... You go look at these contracts. Andrew Van Ginkle's two years. AJ Epineza, two years. And this next guy, he just gets a series of one-year deals, and he's good with that. He understands he's comfortable with his role. I'm talking about Jadavion Clowney, y'all. I don't know why Jadavion Clowney, you say his name, and people just be like, oh, just completely dismiss this dude. Once again, the Bernie meme. Once again, I'm asking the Cowboys to at least inquire on the mercenary of all mercenaries, Jadavion Clown. I feel like this is the third time I've done this. In each stop, Jadavion has been a productive guy. Last year in Baltimore, he was a part of a historic defense. Gave you 10 sacks, a career-high 71 pressure, pressures, excuse me. And um, as usual was a top performer against the run. Hey, you want a guy that could play against the run? I got you, Jadavion Clowney. But he also can get after the passer, too. And you want to talk about a uh, typical Mike Zimmer guy. There you go. Six foot five, 260, and he's an athlete. This isn't, you know... And I respect to AJ Epineza, but Javion Clowney's a different athlete. 
In fact, I think he'd be he the only you know athlete better than him on the team or in that front seven would be Micah. And remember, I started this thing out talking about how look we we're going to have to upgrade with kind of our rotate rotational guys or because I don't think he'd be a rotational guy. I think you could actually start him if you wanted to move Micah. Think about that. You could start Jadavion Cloudy, bookend him with Dorrance Armstrong. I'm sorry, not Dorrance with Demarcus Lawrence. You want to talk about running on the edges? Good luck. Good luck running on the edges with those two guys bookend. But I do think he is a upgrade from DA. I don't even think that's like I, I don't I don't think that's really debatable, is it? I mean, I know there's some people who are you know tied to DA. You know, respect for what he did in Dallas, but. We're talking about a former number one pick that still has that talent. I mean, this dude's a dog. He's an elite run defender. He's more athletic a creator. And you're talking about a guy that if you single him up with Micah and D-Law and, you know, Osa rushing, you can't, you can't double everybody. I trust him winning. In fact, he did that a lot. He, he won the most on his team. Him and Oway tied for uh, the best true pass set win percentage. No offense to DA, but he was eighth on the team behind a guy like Mozzie Smith. When you're a cleanup guy, that's going to happen. Clowney's not a cleanup guy. So where does he fit? I don't give a damn if you got plans to move Micah or not. But if you do move Micah, then he clearly fits to book in with a Dorrance. I'm sorry. I keep saying Dorrance. A Demarcus Lawrence. So you're three primary rusher guys would be Micah, Clowney, and D-Law. You want to put Micah at linebacker, pressuring up the A-gaps. You got D-Law on one end. You got Osa next to him. You got Clowney on the other end. And they say, well, we're going to try to run. Okay. Well, D-Law and Clowney are right there. And now we got Micah chasing backside. This isn't difficult. We, we don't, if you don't like the person, Fine. If you say, oh, he's a bust first round pick, whatever. This dude can play. I'm trying to get players on this. He's a dude for real, but he's not going to cost you a whole lot of money. Well, depending on who you are. So PFF projects him at one year, $9 million, $8 million guaranteed. And mercenaries like Clowney, you know, you're not going to have to worry about long-term numbers. We talking about one year, man. Gilly pay, played on a $10 million deal last year. It was very Gilly-esque here. Not a young guy. Veteran dude. Still got a bunch left in the tank. Can play around $9, $10 million. Also give him some incentives, right? Like every every player gets incentives on a deal. But if you guys remember, he got a, you know, he reached his incentive at the end of the year. He had one of the more uh, funny reactions, him and Chris Jones. But to Davion Clowney, I, I just, this is this is a no-brainer to me. I, I, maybe he might be out the Cowboys price range because it is $9 million. But if you are, if you, if you are serious about at least attempting to upgrade this room, I mean, this is a no-brainer in picking up that phone and seeing if you can get Clowney for a reasonable price. Unfortunately for this man. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. That might be a little bit out of the price range. 
and that, and this is how we usually do the primer. We'll, we'll, we'll go from the cheapest and then it gets progressively more expensive. Teams keep playing on the money, Jay, because he keep performing. <laughs> Wait, what I'm do, man? Clowney was real. Clowney was a problem last year, man. He was one of the best, like maybe one of the most underrated edges, and he shouldn't even be underrated. If you if you watch Baltimore, he's popping off the screen every time. I actually like him over over Zadarian. Marcus B. Clowney over DA by a mile, I, easily in my opinion, easily. You got a call. What's up, Banks? What's going on, Scott? Hey, Still man, I agree with you on the uh, uh, much, man. Uh, I was going to say, yeah, man, I like the uh, – I like the uh, – I didn't expect you to put Clowney there, but I like that, uh, you know, yeah. Clowney. Uh, pick it up, man, to have him on the edge, man. You know, like DeMarcus Lawrence, man. It, 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 him against the run is um, – you know, most of them know how valuable he is against the run. Yeah, he's very he's been one of the best since he's came yeah. in the league against the run. Yeah. Uh, people was questioning him rushing the passer, yeah. but yeah, yeah, and, and, and you know, I believe he can still get there, just like you know, D. Law can here and there. But um, you know, what was I? What was our Achilles heel on defense last year? Um, you know, outside of linebackers, uh, uh, since outside of D. Law, so to say. And that was kind of um, containing the edges. You know what I mean? Against the run. So, Clowney's going to help you with that. that. Yeah. So, if it, you know, we tend to forget about things like that. You know, and, and it don't come up until, you know, we get 200 yards rushing put on us and they run in the Parsons side or something like that. Then you thinking about it. Oh, we should put Parsons back in linebacker then. You know what I mean? So, if you want to do it, you know, replace, put somebody on the other end that can do the same things that D-Law can do. You know what I mean? So, well, uh, I don't necessarily want it to be that case. Um, I think if you're going to replace Mike, you got to replace him with somebody that can get after the passer. You, uh, and, and the beauty with Clowney is that he's shown you he can be, a you know, a run-stopping defensive end as well as being a guy that can solo, dolo, get after the rusher as well. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, there's a difference between him and D.A., in the sense of DA is more of a cleanup yeah. guy. He's not really beating you one on one a bunch, uh, but that guy can, and you can't really double, you know, him a bunch and Micah and D Law and wh- whoever else you decide to bring in. You can't do it. So I don't know if you want to mirror Demarcus Lawrence like a pure left defensive end because he kind of is more of a left defensive end. He could just rush. You don't want a pure run stopping defensive end that gives you minimal pass rush because now. You're in the same predicament you were before where if a team decides to pass and it's not Michael Russian, you don't got a guy that can at least get after it. So my whole thing is if you're going to yeah. move Micah back to backer, you have to replace him with a guy who can at least get after it. And while Clowney's not, you know, the Micahs and the Watts and the, and the, and the Garrett's of the world, uh, I think he still was a very, very respectable pass rusher in, in, in singled up for uh, situations. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, and I definitely agree with that. And, um, you know, there's a couple of other guys out there. I think one you about to mention, um, if, if who I think it is. Um, but, uh, you know, for your, you know, go all in guy. Um, but, um, you yep. know, uh, yep. hopefully you got who him. I think it is, and it could be. <laughs> you got him. I'm pretty sure you got him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So, you know, and I hope that, you know, there could be a possibility, especially if they, mm-hmm. I, I think they kind of see it like, uh, you know, um, in closing, in a, um, moving Parsons back to linebacker and get somebody like that, the all-in guy. So when it comes to linebacker, they know they need a linebacker. Um, you know, they can go get a get a veteran free agent and also get somebody in the draft. Instead of have, having to go get two, you know, I don't know how they how they still see Damone Clark. Um, you know, I'm quite sure, you know, a few of us as fans or a lot of us as fans, you know, kind of. I'm you not. Know, I'm not down on him. I, I just. I don't think he was played out of position. Number one, and and I, again, I kind yeah. of more. I'm more down on the coaching. <clears throat> Excuse me, but move him back off to to Will, and he can be your linebacker two three. I'm cool with that. I mean, yeah. you know, as long as you get get him a vet next to him, or you he's your next guy off the bench. Demone Clark has a a, a spot in yeah. that room for sure. I just would rather two other guys, you know, to be the starters. Because we need we need we need impact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need impact now. We don't got time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's what more so what I meant, like as a starter. So but uh Yeah. But yeah. But um that's all I got, man. I appreciate you, Banks. And and what a fantastic way to segue here because we're definitely gonna go into my all in guy. Not hard one right here, man. And to me this is more of a this is why this is why this one's a bit of a curveball because it's more of a Mike Zimmer all in. This will never happen, y'all. But if Mike Zimmer had the juice, Daniel Hunter would be on this goddamn team, man. It ain't gonna happen. But and I, and look, I, look, we use the word all in, and like I'm just we we having fun with this thing. Regards to all in, we know good goddamn well Jerry Jones and Steven are not about to go spend in free agency like that. But I would be remiss if I did not bring up one of the most perfect matches in all of free agency. I don't give a damn what position it is. This dude just makes sense. I brought him up a couple years in trade discussions, if you guys remember, trying to take advantage of that injury he had. Uh, He was dealing with an injury. His price tag was a little high, and maybe you could have got him for the low low and, and worked out some money. But come on, man, this is Zim's guy. This is Zim's guy. Zim drafted him in 2015 and molded him into a beast. And I don't mean from a physical standpoint, because if you guys remember him coming out, there was a lot of looks like Tarzan plays like Jane because he didn't have a whole bunch of production at LSU from a from a sack standpoint. So, you know, he gets taken, I think, in the second. I want to say this is the same draft that, you know, we passed on him for Randy Gregory. He gets taken in the second round. And it did not take long. It did not take long for Daniil Hunter to turn into a beast. For Mike Zimmer. I think this is one of the, one of one of the top ten or so edge guys in the league. And and I might be doing them injustice saying ten or so. But the bottom line is this guy is is like that, in my opinion, on the defensive line. And if Mike Zimmer had if he has some real juice to go in there and, and, and they say, Hey, Mike, I'll give you one player, I'll give you one player, and you know, Chris Jones will probably pop up. But we'll we get Chris Jones not going, he's not going nowhere, right? Chris Jones is going, maybe some defensive tackle, right? Boy, it'd be hard for me if I'm Mike to say, Go not to go get my guy, 
definitely if you're moving Michael Par if you're moving Michael Parsons back to linebacker he is the perfect fit perfect 29 years old to be 30 but that ain't a pass rusher man he can he can do this for another three four five years for real at a top level that's how good these pass rushers are you know plays the run well knows the defense knows what Mike Zimmer wants And as we talked about on the phone with Banks, if you're going to move Micah the linebacker, you need to replace him with a dude. Daniel Hunter is a dude. That's a dude right there. That's a guy they are going to have to double a bunch, which means now Micah up the A-gaps. And now you got Daniel Hunter, D-Law, bookend. With my so this obviously is a more of a fantasy type of signing. Hence why I put Mike Zimmer all in. Because this ain't a Cowboy all in. Cowboy all in is somebody roughly $10, $11 million, right? Oh, that's, that's about as much as high as we can go. Daniil Hunter, per PFF in Track, no matter where you're looking at, they're, they're looking at $20 million per $65 million over three years, $40 million guaranteed. You, you know, Dallas too scary to do something like this. They too scary, y'all. And that's what bugs me. Like, Instead of, again, I'm using this player because we're talking about this position. Instead of signing the Dante Fowler, the Dorrance Armstrong, uh, the Keanu Neal. Actually, let's keep it in the same. They didn't sign many players last year in general. But it's, instead, of, instead of that, take that $8, 9000000 million, or if you go look over two years, $12 million to D.A., and put that into a guy like Daniil Hunter. Cap going up. We talked about it. The cap going up anyway. What you worried about? Stop being afraid to go get dudes. That guy's a dude. So that's my all-in guy right there is Daniil Hunter. You move Michael Parsons back to linebacker. And hell, you, you can still make some more moves if you want to get a... a a, a Mike Mike next to Micah and put Micah at, you know, off ball. We cooking. We cooking with some fish grease. Daniel Hunter, D-Law, Micah, say Eric Kendricks or draft a guy, Adrian Cooper, uh, uh, Peyton Wilson, Josie Jewell, Tranquil, you know, the guys we showed you earlier. Shit, man. You want to go all in. There you go. There you go. Good morning, Bishop Kane. Man, what's good, Scott? What's up with you, man? Be careful on that road. I hear you. Oh, yeah. Nah, nah. I'm just I'm, uh, walking in the work. Really okay, cool, okay, okay, okay. I just popped in in a couple minutes. But now nah, I was going to say, did you see uh, Shaq Barrett got released this morning? I did. Yep, I did. It's so funny because as I was, you know, prepare, preparing for the show, I'm like, huh, I wonder if he could have been a guy we put on this list because he is older. He's, like, he's probably going to cost you a whole lot. It, it, it's something that, you know, makes sense there. Yeah, just as far as a veteran presence. But I ain't going to lie. My ideal out of everybody that you said to me, like, yeah, Hunter would be a dog. But like you said, that's like unreasonable for, for the Jones, bro. Yeah, yeah. But, hey, Clowney with D-Law, like, because, 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 one thing about D-Law, a lot of people be, man, D-Law still that dude, man. Like, yeah, forget all the interviews and all that DS. 
Hey, man, on the field, man, I think, man, D-Law going to produce. You put them with Clowney, you put them with uh, Osa, we got to get us another, we got to get us a big fella, one of them big dudes come through. Man, say, I think we'll have a look, because I feel like uh, that's enough That's enough pass rush, because you can't sleep on Osa's pass rush. D-Law going to get to him here and there, too, but Clowney going to do his thing, and that's also some good run defense right there, man. Yeah, he put Michael wherever. Yeah, I think he's uh, he's definitely the best of the three Catboy criterias, uh, without a doubt. I mean, he's he's got the most talent of the three, the pedigree, the the experience. He's coming off the best season of the three. He makes he makes the most sense from a if you want to spend a little bit more, right? Like if you want to go, you know, if you want to shop at Target and not shop at you know Dollar General. Right, right, right. No, I I definitely agree on that, man. And I just I that was just. Sitting here thinking about it, I like, when you when you when you just tell me that line up, I, I can see enough pass rush coming from there with without Michael on the actual D line. That that line up right there, that's enough. Like yeah, we I, I, of course we're gonna need another big filler, you know what I'm saying? Maybe through the free agency. Hopefully we get a veteran big filler. But that line up with them three, as far as the starting Osa, D Law, and, and Clowney. If we put Michael back at linebacker, that's definitely enough pressure. Them dudes don't get there. Yeah, I think the ideal situation, Banks, and just and I'm thinking about this as as you're saying it, and I want to discuss it with y'all in the chat. The ideal situation, I think, if you're trying to shore up the front seven without using too many resources, move Micah back to backer, right? And let's just use Clowney as an example because we're not look, Neil Hunter ain't working. So, so Clowney, you get him for eight, nine, ten million, right? For one season, you put Clowney opposite of D Law, and then you use one of your late round picks to 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 twice, right? Like you did last year, to trade for an established defensive tackle, or you bring back Hankins and trade for a set, or you trade for an established uh, linebacker if you don't want to pay for one. And 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 I'm using Eric Kendricks because that just makes a whole lot of sense. Eric Kendricks next to Michael Parsons, Jadavian Clowney. So let, let's just play a game. We're hypothetically speaking here. I send a sixth or seventh round pick to the Chargers, get Eric Kendricks. They pick up a couple dollars. You got Eric Kendricks on like $4 million this year. He's middle. Micah's next to him. Jadavion Clowney's your one big spender. And you still got maybe you, you spend light money to go get you another defensive tackle. Or maybe you use another late round pick to, to trade for a Godshaw from, from New England. But you give me Clowney, Kendricks, Micah. I, I, I'll 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 be cool with that, bro. I don't think I'm going going to be mad at the Joneses for something like that. Right, and, and one thing, and before I go, I'm piggyback on that last thing you said about Clark. Clark really not a disappointment. Bro, just playing out of position, and he and he don't have a veteran around him helping mm. him. You know, because when when LVE pointed yeah. him to the hole, I was about to him, say, I about to say, he was actually <laughs> producing. Wait, wait, he you got the he got the veteran. Hey, go through this hole right here. No, I don't like LV, that. You know, because LV. No, I don't like him around LV. That's the problem. He got the veteran. He got the wrong goddamn veteran. Uh, you don't need yeah. to be following LVE. LVE ain't the guy, to, to in my nah. opinion. He, to, he ain't the guy to look up to. He definitely, he definitely not no, the guy sir. to look up to. Now, there's no disrespect to the man, because, but but he, he, he ain't going to tell you, hey, man, you got fire downhill, stick your head in there, and blow up this lineman. He ain't telling you to do that. You heard nah, what the man yeah, said nah. to Michael Parsons. 
hey, man, you know, hey, you can't make the play, man. You got to let it come to you. And, and, and that's all fine and dandy. But I watched Mike in his, in, in his first year literally push LVE out the way because it's like, bro, what is you doing? You see it. Go get it. Because LVE suffers too much. <laughs> LVE suffers like a – he a suffering man, uh, bro. I ain't going to lie now you put him in a room with Eric Kendrick. Appreciate appreciate you, Banks or uh, Bishop King. You put him in a room with an Eric Kendricks. That's then that maybe maybe you see you see him you know get better by osmosis. You know what I mean? But but LVE, hang it up, bro. Hundred grand, what's up, man? We move on. Oh, you you live? We, we done with LV. Oh, okay. We man. done with LVE, man. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. You talking about LVE? We done with LVE, man. Move on. <laughs> we done with him. Um, I like the clowny idea too, man. I I I I like that idea. I like that idea. I feel like if that, but the problem is. You think Michael going to let them move him back to linebacker? We know the Joneses, and they like to play around with that contract. And Michael done seen it happen. So I don't think Michael, Mike, uh-uh. Michael not dumb now. You ain't going to move me back to linebacker and then try to low cut me on my money. Let me tell you something. Michael played linebacker year one. What happened? He was a defensive player to your candidate, right? Yeah, yeah, facts. facts. I don't 100%. give a damn if Micah plays safety. Get ready. The bank is breaking. <laughs> it's too late. It's, it's too late. It's too late. If, if, they, if, they wanted, if they wanted to play some, oh, we're going to pay you some middling linebacker money, they would have kept Micah at linebacker through politics after year one. You done dropped right. that ball, bro. Right. You done dropped yeah, that ball. Yeah, and even yeah, even yeah, if they he, even if they did that, think about it. Say they kept him at linebacker. And this dude kept getting you 13 sacks, 25 tackles for loss. <laughs> you know, it didn't start throwing in two, three picks a year, right? And covering dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They still would have to pay him. He's still going to break the bank. It's too late, bro. Stop your money. He yeah, already yeah, done yeah, showed, right. yeah, he done showed you that I'm a, I'm a defensive player. You can't. I don't care where you put me. So that, that ship doesn't sell, bro. Yeah, you you right. You right. It's too late. But I know how the Joneses, they like to play games with the money. Man. Oh, yeah, you know. And that's why everybody's saying, you know, maybe, you know, Dak should take a pay cut to win. He already got paid, you know, take a little pay cut, help the team. Man, even though and even though you said, yo, the cap went up, Stephen Jones would come out and say, you know, that's what we accounted for. And, you know, the pie still got to get you. Know. <laughs> you know it's coming, yeah. That's not new to us. No. You know, we already knew it, you know, and we got to pay Micah and CD. You know, the Bro, cap, was, you know, it's it. Hey, 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 100 grand. He brought up Micah two years ago. Y'all remember that? He did. He did. You remember that? When he they, when they, they traded, were grooming um, us for this. They traded, yeah. uh, old boy. They traded yeah, Mari Cooper they, when they when they, they traded when they traded Coop. They he brought, brought up Micah. Oh, we gotta pay Micah and all this and that and that. <laughs> like, bro, what are you talking about? Yeah, they they, they definitely laid. So but, they already know Micah gonna break the bank, right? And they trying to massage it. They, they, see, see, see. Here's what Stephen Jones does. He brought that up to justify the pie. 
Now when it's time to pay Micah, you know, Micah, you can't get all the money. You see how he does? Everything revolves around the cap. You bring him up like you're going to pay him. You denigrate him so you don't have to pay him all that money. Well, so you can, I don't understand why it, you're keeping all this money. It doesn't, it, 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 it never ever matters though, 100 grand, because the one, the one thing they are going to pay is their top guys. We know that for sure. They never win. Oh, yeah. It's, it's just silly to, to even do this because you, you play hardball with Dez, Dez wins. You play hardball with D Law, D Law wins. You play hardball with Zeke, yeah. Zeke wins. You play hardball with Dak, Dak wins. You play hardball with Amari, Amari won. You play hardball with with uh, Micah, Micah going to win. It, whoever they they never they never win these things. That is silly to me that they would even do this. And then they saying they talking about just hit the restructure on Dak. Is you crazy? Because if you hit the restructure on Dak and you don't sign him. Don't you know he's going to be owed fifty nine million dollars? Well, he again? won't. He won't be owed. It, it, it just, it just, it just hits the Cowboys cap. So you're going to be. Yeah, a, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's going to hit the cap fifty nine million dollars again if you yeah. just restructure him this year. Yeah, you'll well, get that twenty million. I just want to. I just want to correct you. Again. I just want to correct you because it's just so people are not confused here. It's not again. If they were to restructure, he won't be accounting $59 million on the cap this year, and it will go down significantly. Like Not a whole this lot. year. I'm talking about next year. I'm talking about next year. I know, but you're saying again, again. This year, yeah. Sir. Well, yeah, yeah. I don't mean this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't mean I, Yeah, I'm just trying to so people, because, you know, people were, hey, man, that right. won't count $60 yeah. million twice. Yeah, right. No, no, no. Right. That's not right. the case. Right, right, That won't be the case. But he will count next year, but he won't be on your team. That would be the problem. <laughs> Yeah, because he's leaving. He ain't going to stay. You restructure me, I'm gone. You restructure me, I'm gone. So now you got $59 million you're going to have to pay me anyway, and we're going to have a garbage quarterback that they're going to put in here. I don't care what y'all say and this and that about Dak Prescott and how he's trash. Once another quarterback gets in here, he's going to be garbage. And I'm going to tell you why. Because we got $59 million we got to pay. So that hurt the team. You get what I'm saying? Well, so, that... so guys are going to not going to be here. See, people don't understand the ramifications of letting Cap, uh, letting Dak go. It's not just about bringing another quarterback in here. We're going to be hamstrung with money, so we can't really help this guy. And this guy is going not. He's going to not be good anyway. So we're going to have growing pains on top of that. And when we don't make the playoffs, I want to hear. I don't want to hear these guys coming here and say, "Well, yo, the team sucks. We're not making the playoffs." Blah 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 blah. You same guys wanted that gone. So get what you saw. And there's a lot of fans that will live with it. There's a lot of fans that don't care. Uh, they, 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 they are okay with suffering for a few years, right? It, there's the old adage of, you know, you know, let's stink for a few seasons, get a high draft pick, and, and hope to hit on one of these quarterbacks. That's, that's, that's where a lot of fans are at. That's, that's where they want to be. Um, but, yeah, money-wise, and here's the thing about it, if you get a rookie quarterback, what, has the, what have the Joneses shown you that under said rookie quarterback contract, they're going to just sign dudes to help out said guy? They haven't shown us that, that ability. So, you know, talk, talk, and I'm not, look, I'm, I'm always here to listen to that side, to be fair, right? Like, I'm always, I always say, uh -huh. hey, if that's how you feel, let's, uh -huh. let me hear how you feel. You want to get rid of them? 
I'm not I'm not doing that that song and dance no more. <laughs> I, I did it under Tony. Uh-huh. And did it, I'm not doing the song and dance no more. This is an organizational situation that nobody wants to talk about. But let's stick to the player. If you're if you're willing to do that, are you willing and with and be tr- truthful here? Do you trust the Joneses to put you in a situation to win Super Bowls then with a lesser talent? Because it's not just. Dak, they're trying to get rid of. They want to get rid of. I've heard CD Lamb because he's not tough enough. They want to get a Micah because he does a podcast. They don't think Osa is this and that. They don't. So if you if you're willing to get rid of all these players for cap and picks, you trust that man right there on the phone and this man and all the pictures to build a championship organization from the scratch in this economy of the NFL. I don't. But if you do, I would love to hear it. Is all. And let me tell you. Guys like Micah, guys like C.D. Lamb, let me tell you something. They're not going away. When you go and get these guys in the draft, they're just like them. So, (laughs) Mm. (laughs) and and chances of you hitting on a Micah is very, very slim. Chances of you hitting on a C.D. is very, very slim. Sky, we need to do an autopsy about first-round picks that are busts, that don't pan out. Because people seem to think, all because you were first-round talent, you pan out. Man, I want to find this. That's not true, people. That's not true. Somebody actually, that's so crazy you say that, bro. Uh, I I woke up this morning and saw this video. Mm -hmm. Former quarterback who was was talking about quarterback. When I find it, I'm going to play it on here. Damn. I'm going to find it. It's very interesting. He broke down the numbers and everything about it. And, again, it's not impossible, obviously, but it, it is. It it's is, not. It's, it's tougher. Yeah, for sure. But they seem to think, you know, we can just draft four and five Michael Parsons. We can't listen. Stephen Jones ain't that smart. Stephen Jones is not. And Will McClay is great, but imagine how even more better Will, Clay, Will McClay will be. And I know even more better is not a word, so don't come at me. No, I, um, I don't talk properly if, all the time. <laughs> if, if, if they didn't have Stephen Jones saying, if Stephen Jones said, Will, do whatever you need to do to win, this team would be a whole lot different, people. A whole lot different. But that's not the case, man. Damn, that's not the case that. when you got Stephen Jones wanting to I, – I, I would love Clowney. But for $10 million, Stephen Jones would come out and say, we got two players or three players for that $10 million that we could have gave Clowney. But see, that's what Stephen Jones would say. Here, so, so listen, man, I'm always trying to find some way to be like, all right, but at least, at least what I'm going to do is put pressure on Stephen Jones. Let's pretend I'm putting pressure on Stephen Jones right here. Well, Stephen, you right. can't really tell me that Clowney's going to cost too much when you literally traded for a 33-year-old cornerback that costs the same amount. And look what he did for you. So that'd be me mm-hmm. coming back at Steven. So you can't sell me that. Right. The, right. Uh, uh, Gilmore cost you, I think, $10 million last year. And I think all of us will say it was worth it. One season. It was. We in an all-in year. When I say all-in, we in a uh, lame duck season. Why not this one year for, for Jadavian Clowney? This is all if you say this is this is all in because if you want to say Mike McCarthy, this is your last chance. I want to give Mike McCarthy everything that he needs 
to win. You can't I trained for the NFL draft, Mike you Coop. hamstring this man. Mike McCarthy. You can't do that if you hamstring this man and don't give him the players. No, you're right. You can't do that. And that's the problem with the Cowboys. The Cowboys want players to win with Walmart groceries, man. It, it just don't that, – that old ad, that, 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 that way of thinking, we paid you, now we need you to go out there and win. Everybody's not Tom Brady, man. And even even Tom, and, and even and, Tom, you know, early in his career wasn't asked to go do that. It, it, it was Tom later in his career where he, you know, and even and again, he won a Super Bowl, what thirteen to three? Yeah, <laughs> so. that defense was amazing. <laughs> we don't have that, like Micah said, we don't got that type of defense. I thought, and everybody who liked to bring up, I thought, yeah, we all did, but it just fell apart. And everybody who's talking about, you know, Cooper Rush, Cooper Rush, Cooper Rush. Do you think that defense would have sustained that type of anybody, power over 17 weeks? Anybody legitimately no. bringing up Cooper Rush is just because they hate Dak. That's just – there's no way you were literally watching those games and like, man, Cooper Rush is balling, man. He, he the reason. He's going to lead us to the promised land. Stop it. You 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 weren't doing that. You were completely ignoring the defense, and you were completely ignoring that when it was time for Cooper Rush to be like, all right, on the road at Philly, you know, I need you to go do something. This dude, you know, we saw what he did. But I'm not about to slander Cooper like Rush. A He's a second, third fold quarterback. Folded like a launcher. Yeah, he folded like a launcher, you know. But that's the type of talk that you get, you know. And in closing, though, in closing, though, honey, up, yeah, 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 yeah. I just, you know, and I like I said, like I said, I like your clowny. I like your clowny idea. I think that 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 that'll make the run so much better for us if we get clowny and we get a linebacker in the draft. And I think we need a center too, man. I, yeah. I, I think we need a veteran center, somebody with somebody with power, veteran, so that we can run. Yes, I, I think, think we need a veteran center. No, I, think I don't need, think we need. You want to go through a rookie again? We definitely need going to get the one. Thing? We one hundred percent need to get a young buck at center to to be around for years to come, uh, even after Mike McCoffey. Like we we, you know, we we need uh, we we need a look. You get JPJ, Graham Barton, uh, the West Virginia kid. I'm I'm feeling wonderful uh, uh, moving forward. Okay. Because it ain't too many okay. out there like that. And the best one that's available ain't what okay. you just said, you know, what that can anchor. Right. And right. Connor Williams can get right. pushed back. Even though Connor Williams was a good center for Miami, he was a good center because he played in the zone scheme. Get to the second level, right. move laterally and whatnot. Um, I'm right. telling you, there's a, there's a couple of them. If you were to get your hands on in a draft, you I think you're set for the next five seasons, you know. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Man, that's a big need, too. Center. Center's a big need. Yeah. I think yeah. we need to work on that defensive line. I mean that offensive line. Uh that we work on that offensive line, man, I think we'll be good. I don't think we need a wide receiver and all that. No, we need to work on that offensive line. Indeed, brother. All right, Scott. Appreciate you, Hunter Grant. No. Yeah, man, we, we we gotta give Coach McCoffee some some players, man. Ain't that what Hunter Grant said? Hunter Grant is hilarious, man. Kevin Moore and, and Mike McCoffey. 
Y'all wild. Look, I put TJ Bass at center. If I if I get look, me and Vosh was talking about this. If I give up my first round pick and I can get Derrick Brown, you can move TJ Bass to center for all I give a damn. I am seriously dialed in for this one season to the point where I can care less. If if I don't say care less. If we were able to use one of our premium picks to go get a dude, I can I can give a damn about that rookie. Because there's really only a handful of positions where, say, a rookie can come in here right now, be the starter, down in, down out, and, and probably be a difference maker. And I'm going to be honest with you. Maybe premature. We'll talk about this a little bit more. What's the name? Wide receiver ain't one to me. I know there's some dudes, and I like some dudes, but, I mean, that, that that's a scary proposition to rely on a, a rookie wide receiver um, to get this offense down pat right away and then all of a sudden just be this hump player. I'm 100% willing to pass up on that to go get me a dude in the NFL right now. Meaning if I trade my first or second round pick for a dude. Yep. Yep. And this is the problem you run into when you have a lame duck coach. This is the problem. Your coach or your or, or not even just a lame duck coach. Because I was thinking about this the other day. A, you have a, a, a lame duck, not long term solution at coach. Combined with a general manager, president, vice president, yada, 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 that has no pressure. So they're not really they're, they They have no pressure to be fired. So, you know, what's going to happen? Will McClay going to go straight to the Uber store or in the Uber in his Uber eats. This is what Steven is looking for. This is what we've scouted. Obviously, we. As scouts and as general manager Stephen Jones, we're looking at, you know, multiple years over. So, yeah, man, we'll draft this Mozzie Smith. We'll draft this whomever, right? But if the coach doesn't return, this new coach may not give a damn about that first-round pick. Y'all do, though. See, Les Snead does it. Les Snead know my job on the line. that pick. Go get me Jalen Ramsey this cat go get me von miller we hear dynamic man we're not we're not you're not here long term coach but we are so we go pick our guy be damn what you want for this one all in year because i bet you i bet you if they really want to mike and said hey mike look here's the deal brother we're gonna give you an extra season but this is what we're gonna do you give you tell us what do you what you think we should do to be a bit more aggressive here. I'm not gonna stop you. But what do you mean? We can scour the league for trade opportunities for premium players, even if it costs us premium picks. Or we can sit back and we'll draft the guys you want in the draft. Mike McCall, excuse me. I, I can go get man some picks. I bet you he'd say that. Because he doesn't have time. He doesn't have time to for, for whomever wide receiver to develop. He doesn't have time for whatever uh, uh, lineman to develop, right? Like tackle that might be a, and listen, I'm all about getting a tackle. But a tackle that might be a, a part-time starter, then eventually, he ain't got time for that. He will trade that pick in a heartbeat to go get Derrick Brown to help his team out. You know what I'm saying? 
So it's just a weird dynamic, man. The coach really has absolutely zero say when it comes to who these guys are bringing in. This is all those two gentlemen right there, Stephen Jones, Will McClay. And once that coach now leaves, now you're sitting here stuck with dudes that the new coach don't even, hey, I don't give a damn. We don't run this. Weird dynamic, bro. Weird dynamic. And nobody really thinks about this shit. They just, oh, just going to keep driving. Man, it's just one time is all I ask. One time. Just throw the damn chips in the middle. If it, if it fails, it fails. I digress. 214, what it is, what it do? Hey, what it do, Sky? What's up with you? Permission to rant, my brother. Please do. I just did. Man, I am, if Mike McAuliffe don't, if he don't have any balls to to stand up for himself, he would be the most, he would be the biggest joke of a head coach in history. Because you can't sit here I mean, you can't and allow Catboy and the Jones family to just throw you under the bus. You can't just allow them to keep doing what they're doing, and you don't do anything about it. You don't get in their face. Get in their face. You have nothing else to lose. See, here's the thing. They're very strategic in who they bring in. They know Mike McCarthy's not going to do that. They know it. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Jerry's the yeah. last time they brought in a dude, Jerry and Steven brought in a dude like that. You know what that dude said? Man, f you, I'm mm. out of here. I'll retire. Bill Parcells. Yeah. Parcells. <laughs> you bringing in who? You bringing in you bringing in Team Obliterator? Is that what they call? No, I like T.O. Don't I'm just I'm just kidding right now. But you bringing in T.O.? All right, cool. We'll rock for this season. But I'm out of here. I told y'all, let me what's the famous line he said? Let let me shop for the groceries. Right. Yeah. Is that, see, 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 that's the thing. That's like, at least if you get in their face about it, they respect you enough. At least try to do something. But if you don't say anything at all, they're going to, like I said, you do know, like McCarthy, that they plan on throwing you under the bus, right? And then they're going to blame, oh, we did everything we could. Put it over the top doing bargain basement shopping, giving you these bottom of the bell players, and you still didn't, didn't get us over the top. Then they will throw him under the bus. Oh, yeah. And you're just going to just take Well, you know, last time Jason Garrett, you know, in his lame duck season in 2019 said, hey, hey Jerry, look, if, if I'm going to go out, I want to go out as a play caller. And they said, the hell you will. Not while I got Wonder Bread over here and Kellen Moore. I'm using this year for Kellen Moore to get some experience. And he tried to take over play call, and Jerry said no. You know, and he doesn't, and Jason Garrett doesn't have that type of, he's not that type of dude that's going to cause a ruckus like that. That's that's like a father figure prior to Jerry, you know? You know, that's like a father figure to, to Jason. But they know what they're doing. They bring in those, those specific type of coaches that will not cause issues in that manner. And I hate that. And, and you know, and you know, and that, and that's that's the type of culture. That is the issue. That is the type of culture because they're they're afraid to bring in people that's going to criticize them. Just like now, just like with uh the David Moore article and you know the mm. local 
Uh, they don't. They go to the press conferences. They don't do what the new media that does to the do to the Dallas Cowboys. They'll sit there and and ask the watered down questions and try to beat around the bush and not afraid to answer the right questions and answer what the fans demand. Yeah. To be. And that's the frustrating part. I mean, and, and what you're saying is 100% truthful. I've sat down with some with a prominent person at the star and was quite literally told that we have an ability to do something that they can't. They have a line that they they have to tote. And to their to to their respects and to the Joneses' respects as well. They're allowed to say some things that other organizations aren't. They're allowed to do a little bit of criticizing that other organizations are not. But they can't do what we right. do. They they they, right. they 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 ain't allowed to go as far as we're allowed to go. And even in my in my criticism, I don't I don't ever wish there's a lot of people that wish for death. There's a lot of people that say a lot of I don't go that far now. But I do hold no. these dudes accountable and I do and I will say publicly that I don't think they're good at their job. I think they suck yeah, at it. I can say things like that. They can't say that. Right. Right. And and, and you know and you know with the uh with the clowny the clowny idea, you know what, Scott? I'm open to any situation. I'm open to bring in anybody. I don't care. I don't shoot, I just want to win. It's been thirty years. We haven't been to a, at least to a championship game. That's why anybody that keep crying about money, man. Like what 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 are we, we're saving the money for what? Right. 30 <laughs> fucking years. Boy, you that motherfucking cheap that you won't willing to go spend on Jadavion Clowney for one, one year, $10 million. $10 million. You that cheap. And you're the, you have the most wealthiest franchise in the world. Man, give me a freaking break. Miss me. You really think you're stupid. See, he knows now that he's on the hot seat because he can't feed us this BS he's been doing for 15, 20 years since Jerry allowed him to run the show. And he knows he's on the outs. And he actually came out and said that the fans do not trust him right now. You God, you doggone right we don't trust you. We never did. But that playoff loss has brought everything back to the, everything to the surface. Get it out, bro. Get it out. I know I did. <laughs> Man, I was like, it's just, it's just, it's just the way. Is it like I said? When the when a smart, a intelligent person should finally realize, okay, I've been doing this the exact same way. This is a certain amount of years. It's not working. We need to do something else. Do something else. I'm like, dude. You don't even have to even spend the bank on the on the. All we need is a few more key pieces. That's all we need. It's deeper than that, but <laughs> but hey, man, give him the yes, heat, sir. bro. Give him the heat, man. In closing, yes. So it's just it's just hopefully, hopefully now that that I really think that. The, the front office, John Strong's family, they're going to do, like, they know now. They can't, 
I splurged on the draft like they've been doing, especially after last year. That was a disaster of a draft. They don't have the picks enough to use that as an excuse this year. So they're going to have to go out and go go out in free agency and actually bring in some players. Bring in some players. Yeah. And, oh, hey, hey, yeah, yeah, you're breaking up a little bit, but appreciate the call and a lot of passion, man. All right, thank you. Yes, sir. Bye. You know what's crazy? And and this is what this is why you need foresight a little bit. Let me lock this up. How many were around when we had this discussion? And this might be a bit tricky because I, I say a lot of things, but how many were around when we were talking about, hey, look, low key, this this team is a bit top heavy to the point where you're not going to get a whole lot of starters out of last year's draft, right? Now, that doesn't mean you don't get people that are part of rotation. Uh, Mozzie wasn't going to be a starter with Hankins here, but he could be part of rotation. Uh, Schoolmaker, and no, no one liked the pick, but wasn't going to be the starter, but he was projected to be tight end two. Barely got that. But you would figure tight end two would be part of rotation. But what I'm getting at is low-key. Last year was the time to be aggressive with your first round, second round, third round picks in the sense of Hey, man, let's move one of these for a premium guy. Right? You're not on the lame duck year. You just made some progress in the playoffs for the, doing something you haven't done for, for, for the first time in a long time. Mike is now taking over the, the play calling. Right? Last year was really the year to do this. And boom, if it doesn't work out, we got 2024 draft where we still got our first round pick, second round pick, third round pick. And, and if we look at this as, hey, man, we're in another prove it type season that we can do it again not necessarily trading all your first round picks but we can get aggressive again but had they did that last year maybe who knows you know maybe you have that other edge or you have that linebacker you have that running back you have whatever they needed to do to trade said pick but and, and and i was a little bit shocked that they didn't do a little something something on the strength of you just drafted like 11 dudes the previous season or whatever and the next year it was like eight or nine dudes and then and you're carrying all these guys on the roster and y'all remember the conversation we was having? Like, I mean, at some point, you, at some point, you can't count on eleven rookies and then nine rookies the next year and say that's it. That's that's going to get us over the hump. At some point, you got to pair that with some guys outside your organization. So maybe they dropped the ball on the aggressive part last year, and now just like we talked about this offseason or during the, during the trade deadline, oops. Maybe we should have did X, Y, Z, and they do it the next year. They're a what, y'all? Reactive organization, or at least they've been the last few seasons. Not proactive, reactive. Oops. Got rid of Dez and didn't figure that out. Reactive, let's go get Amari. Oops. We traded Amari. We thought Noah Brown and them boys going to be, let's go out and get Brandon Cooks. Oops. Probably should have got a corner during during the season. We went to the playoffs, didn't do it, went out and got Stephon Gilmore. Maybe this is the year they say, oops, we should have been aggressive last year, but who knows? <laughs> Tony, it always should have been last year, yeah. All right, two, three more here. Real quick, my bad, y'all. Nacho, what's up, man? My man, how you doing? Hey, listen, thank you for getting us ready for, for the scouting combine. The, the free agency and then the draft coming up. I, I, it's been it's been great content, man. Appreciate you, it. Uh, you know, I, I'm with you. Um, you know, it's 
it's been more than longer time to let's go get quality over quantity. quantity. Yes, it's time. It's time. It's time to go get. Uh, I'm with you. The 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 hunters, the the the, the clownies. Uh, you know, all in for me. If that's the fun thing, where that's the theme, right? That that's kind that's of what the theme. We're, that's we're hoping. The, yeah, that's we're, we're hoping, right? We're playing around with it because we don't really believe that's the case. You know, they got to show no, me no. they really I, I, all in. Yeah. Thank you. All in for me would be this guy. Okay. And hear me out. Okay. Either either get me a veteran back, either a uh, uh, a Henry or a Saquon Barkley for a two year, say seven to eight million dollars. Not I'm happening. Just throwing that out. Just not okay. happening, bro. You don't bro. think so, huh? Absolutely not. You don't think? No way. More money? Yes. I would love. Okay. I would love to get a Derrick Henry for for four million dollars. It's probably gonna cost you yeah, that, and and they're not going to do it. Is what I'm telling you. Let me ask you this: mm-hmm. Would you get Would you get Henry for what you paid Pollard for a one year tag last year? No, but you're asking the wrong person. No. Nope. Okay. You're asking okay. the wrong person. Okay. Would I have done that last year when they decided to throw the ten million out? Yeah. This year, I don't just man, look, man, we just talked about this on Vach's show. I love the running back class. A lot of people don't. I like the class. Go get me go get me some young bucks. I I use that 10 million to go get me Jadavion Clowney. Use that 10 million to go get me Grover Stewart. I'm not I don't need to use that 10 million to get a running back. Like I'm not about to sit here and fake it to you. I feel like the running back position is the, the the easiest position to replace in the National Football League, and it's more so about the how up front, flat out. Now, if you're going to do a whole bunch of running out of shotgun with Derrick Henry, you just spending $10 million to get a running back who's running out of shotgun with no creativity, and he's probably going to get you 3.8 yards per carry. Y'all going to be mad at him too. So, nah, I'm good. Go give me the running back. I hear you. Go give me the running back in the draft. I hear you. And and some some maybe a couple. We talked about it yesterday. Give me a second, third round, yeah. and then and, and maybe the six or seven if I double dip. Hell. I hear you on that, and and you know what, the running back class, we definitely could grab uh, uh, any of the backs in the middle rounds. I I, I agree with that. Um, the reason I was the, my reasoning behind that was you get a vet back, then you go get say maybe a, a, a whether it's a hunter or a clowny or a backer, and then you go into the draft, and then you focus see, on I, on your offensive line. You, you know what I mean? But see, what enough, bro? I would love to just be not have no worries about. Man, let's go out and get this. But we understand how this. What you just said, right? Give me a ten million dollar running back, and then the twenty two million dollar defensive end. Like let's let's be real. Do you do you think that's even remotely close going to happen? Based on based on Dallas and based on Steven and how they do business, probably not, right? Right. So what I'm trying to do is I don't want you to get your hopes up here. Sure. Like a ten million dollar running back plus a twenty two million dollar defense in free agency, bro. There's nothing that leads me to believe that that they will even come close to that. Sky, so, so you do know. you think? I'm sorry. Based on that, do you feel that if 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 they're saying all in, do you think it might just be one guy and then concentrate on the draft? Or do you think we might we might be able to get maybe maybe a backer and and a pass rusher? If you want to be honest, all in probably just means they're going to re-sign or extend guys. If if, if we're being real, what they're saying. 
my me doing this whole all in thing is 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 literally tongue in cheek. We're just this is just fun, right? Sure, sure. Nail hunter's of not course, of not course. really happening, right? So if you preface it, hey man, this ain't really happening, but we're having fun with it. Cool. Uh, their all in is probably hey look, we're committed to CD Lamb, we're committed to Dak, we're committed to Micah, but they have to show me that that they're committed sure. to bringing in established outside talent, um, high end talent. That's or they're they're going to trade premium. That's all in. All in's not signing J. Ron Curse. All in's not uh, re-signing your guys. That's not all in to me. That's status quo. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. And and I mean, I mean, but something's got to give. The optimist in me is is thinking. You know, Jerry's getting up there in age, and he talks about all in. Okay, so if that's the case, look at what are you going to give your fan base. Are you going to give them something to get excited about? So are you going to go after a a, a brand name to See, bring in to at least bring that excitement? That's the scary thing right there, what you just said, is you're going to give your fan base something to get excited about. That that ship has sailed. Don't give us something to be excited about. Build a, a championship foundation. Build a championship team. Sometimes that does not this, this, this crazy, ooh, look, y'all, look over here at this shiny toy. Right. Sometimes it's establishing uh, the attitude of a team. It's, it's establishing the real culture of a team. You, you, I said this before, uh, Nacho. You want to know what the most, the, the the greatest all-in move that they could they could ever make, and I will live okay. with the results for the next. I don't care five years or more. The greatest all-in Ooh. move is to come out here and say, "I've decided to step down." Stephen Jones will now handle the duties that I do in regards to, you know, AT&T concerts. We're hiring Will McClay on a five-year deal as the general manager to take control of football operations. And we will go from there based off of how he performs. That, that is the real all-in move. We're keeping it a beam. Skywalker, Skywalker, uh, uh, in closing, I'll leave you with this. Amen to that. Let me tell you, I've always thought about this. Okay. New York Yankees, Notre Dame football, Dallas Cowboys, we can keep going. Yeah. If you are that brand, then you go put your money where your mouth is. You get yourself a stout, stout general manager to run your program. Yeah. You allow them to do their job, to your point, in a sense. And, and, and you, you build your football team. Now, Jerry's one of the very few owners that knows football. Obviously, he has experience. He played college ball, what have you. Point blank is, Stephen Jones, he crunches numbers. He's intelligent in that type of area. But in terms of football, X's and O's and so forth and so on, as a general manager, that's where he lacks. And that's why we are where, where we're at. Where a lot of times the mentality is we're good with what we got. Where we are tired of the other teams, right? The other organizations that are aggressive and they put all their chips on the table. Well, if you're saying all in, okay, show me all in, but we'll see. We'll stay in tabs, but hey, listen, outstanding, uh, exciting to see what the scouting combine is going to look like. You know, obviously free agencies around the corner, and I- I'm really hoping that that we do get some quality players, one or two players in free agency that could actually come in, and hopefully they allow Zimmer to have a say in what he wants to build on defense, and I'm actually I actually feel confident. Yeah, I feel Zimmer. confident they'll do that. I think they'll let Zimmer at, at least at least tell him the types that he likes. He may not be able to pick the guy he I, wants, but the types. 
Absolutely. Yeah. All right, Sky. Appreciate it, man. It was great talking. Always, always good talking to you, Nacho. Yeah, I don't mean to shoot down the those those like fun type of a hey, let's turn off the Stephen Jones salary cap and go out and get the best running back on the market, the best defense on the market, the best. But I just don't like to get my hopes up in that sense. So I try to re, 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 you know live in this cap boy criteria world because that's what we've been that's what we do if i was a chiefs fan if i was a rams fan if i was an eagles fan if i was who else does stuff like this san fran bro this whole primer and trade targets will be completely different completely different no offense to Van Ginkle and Epineza, but we got to talk about Van Ginkle and Epineza. Think about that. San Fran last year was like, she. Javon Hargrave, come on. Philly a couple years ago said, AJ Brown on the market? You can have Traylon Burks. Give me that. No offense to Andrew Van Ginkle and AJ Epineza, right? Good players. But that's the world we're living in. I don't I don't like to sell y'all the Fugazi. That's all. That's just me. Um, somebody in the chat said something interesting, and I want to go look here. Cause I don't know how like how common is this? It could be very common. I don't pretend to know everything about the, the whole league's trends. Somebody said 19 picks in two seasons is overkill. And from 2021 to 2022, those two drafts, which let's be honest, netted you some some quality players out of those 19 picks. Tyler Smith. Let's just talk about like potential future second contract guys. Tyler Smith, Jake Ferguson, Deron Bland, and Micah. You could throw Osa in there um, if you want, so that gives you four or five. So you hit on five of those, four or five of those. But, you know, at some point you got to look at your roster. After 2021, for me personally, I'd have been looking long-term. And then, okay, boom. You decide to keep all nine of these dudes, and then eventually Harper's off your team, Ridgeway's off your team. Well, let's go. Should be off your team. <laughs> Sam Williams, we don't know what's going on there. Tobert looking like something. And obviously you get Deron Bland and Tyler Smith, right? Damone Clark is also here. All right, boom, man. You got Micah, Tyler, Jake, and Duran. That's how I looked at it. Last year was the year. Last year was the year to to use some picks, man. To go get a guy for sure. That was a year. But damn, that's this could be very common. I don't know. Somebody tell me, you know, twenty seven picks. In all 27 of them. Is that 27? Yep, 27. All 27 of those picks made the team in every single year. Like, stayed on the roster, all that stuff. Like, how common is that? Could be very common. Maybe maybe the the Ravens do. I don't know. But that's kind of wild. 27 picks in the last three years, all 27 of them. 
think I would have I think I would have maybe traded a few of those. And they did. To be fair, they 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 traded they traded for Hank. They traded and these were lower picks though, right? They traded the lower picks. And cool, keep doing that. All right, keep trading the lower picks, but I wouldn't have mind you know a potential premium. It's not common to be that good at drafting. Some of it is hubris though. That, that could be fair too. I mean, and again, they good. But because of how they operate, they need to be better. Magic City, close us out, brother. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Uh, I'm good, brother. But I'm just, uh, I'm just waiting for the, uh, see what happened, man. I'm not going to be all hyped. And I'm not going to get all mad like a lot of you guys doing. Y'all just gonna kill yourself. I've been a fan all my life, and we had a lot of chances to win a lot of times. We've been having some of the best rosters, and it's come down to coaching and the players. We've been losing. Now you guys keep talking about some stupid defense in. If you don't fix this middle, bro, y'all ain't winning. Why well, gotta be a stupid defense? Like Mark, like what y'all gotta stop doing, bro? It's coming on Man, to my show. Yeah. That the yeah. show title is right there for you. Free agent primer defensive end. That's what we're talking about, Marv. So that's why we're talking Tony, about like defensive his, uh, end. I like the Minnesota guy. Of course that's you do. That's yeah, the only everybody one. Everybody wants him. Yeah. That's, the, that's the only one. Everybody else, the gut. Would you like me to come and on want- here and talk about the same position every day, Marv, for you? We have to, man. We are, no, we do you, not. You got me excited when you <laughs> show me all them deep tackles. That's what we need. I like two of them, babies. Man, I would love two of them. My okay. My wish list is to when two of them deep tackles you were showing, and that linebacker from Carolina, Lavu, and then you go in the draft that y'all been talking about. You and uh. Yeah, you're you're <laughs> Adriel said Marv walks into McDonald's and demands a Whopper. <laughs> what an analogy. That is perfect. Marv said, let me tell you something, Sky. These defensive ends. Let's talk about these goddamn on defensive tackles, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need that too, Marv. We talked about it. We need that too. But I, I just, I'm just, that's what I'm wishing. That's my wish list. We have to. If we don't, we're going to get beat again. We've been getting killed every playoff games by that middle. Mm-hmm. If we don't get this middle set up, we're going to be at home again crying. When are we going to start it? When are we going to start doing what we're supposed to do? It's them like big guys. So I'm praying that they just there do some big nasties. I actually I feel confident in that, Marv. Cause, cause, cause Zimmer don't yeah. play about that, you know. Zimmer, Zimmer, we yeah. showed the graphic. I will pull it up again. Zimmer don't play about that middle. That's right. Yeah. And then that's why everybody is still crying. This can we? If everybody watched the Super Bowl, like you said, big number ninety five from Kansas City and the other boy, they killed. They killed Mike Kansas City in the game. Yeah, they kept Kansas City in the game. Until they finally got it right, the offense. Sometimes you need that. That's what you need to help Dak. So Dak don't be trying to, you know, force everybody in this area. Throw me the ball. Throw me the ball. Throw me the ball. Throw me the 
and then he'll do something stupid. Oh, never mind. I thought you were talking about their defensive tackles. My bad. Yeah, I'm talking, you know, I'm not saying he just did a good defense, man. That's what I'm praying for the defense. Defense win championship. We need a defense stout. Because we got all the safeties and we got some good corners. But I've been watching y'all shows. I watched the show yesterday. I said, man, they got some good. Y'all got some good stuff y'all showing. I said, huh? Y'all doing some good education on it. Are you talking about Vox's so show? Hoping, or this show here? Yeah. Your show, your show and Vox show. Okay. I said, okay. y'all been killing me. I was like, man, they showing some good players every day. You know, but I, I I think Hunter might be too much, Woody. Hunter, yeah, 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 yeah. That's why he's kind of our our, our Mike Zimmer all in. He ain't a cowboy all in. He Mike Mike. If Mike Zimmer had the juice, to, and they said Mike, we'll give you one guy. I mean, Hunt, Daniel Hunter would be right up there. He'd be a perfect fit. Yeah, yeah, perfect fit, man. With with D Law, how he played then, and Micah, yeah. oh. Now you get that middle taken care of, and them linebackers, we'll be on our way, y'all. We'll be on our way. You know what I'm saying? 100%. But, yeah, but, I, you know, you've been killing it, though. I appreciate that, The last few days, boy, you've been doing you've been, you've been, I say, man. It ain't why easy. That's why like, you got me excited. Man, you show, like, 10 deep and all of them be born. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, it, it, now that's what I'm looking for. When we did the uh, – I think we did a, We did a primer defensive tackle, and we did a primer uh, – not primer, but we did a trade targets, and a couple of them was defensive tackle. There, there's options, bro. There's really no excuse for the Cowboys not to be able to walk away out of this offseason with, with at least two of them. And one of them can be Hankins. That's fine. But you, you can yeah. grab another dude for sure. And I'd just be shocked if Zimmer is not prioritizing that. And better, so, so this is what's going to happen. Zimmer is going to, hey, this is what I'm looking for. This is the type, right? Yeah. Boom. He gives that to Steve, and that's your boy, right? I mean, you, you Cat Boy Jr., you, that's what you call yourself. That's right. I ain't, that's right. That's what you. That's what I'm saying. Cat Boy Jr. He got to. Right. So he going to go to Cat Boy, right? And then Cat Boy yeah. going to go to Will and say, here's the list. We don't exceed this price. And then Will's going to come back, and he's going to try to find you some of these Cheaper defensive tackle options. That's not always bad at the position because you can. You I think did you the can, homework for him. I did the homework. Right. Yeah, you can find some for sure. They ain't did going, you get to work? Uh, yeah, yeah. You did the homework. I said, still did the homework. I know they are telling people somebody got to watch the show. Well, you had like 10 or 15 D tackles. Then it was big, 340, 350. And they wasn't getting moved. Come on, man. I know we could get two of them. Come on. I tell you this, Marv, I think the biggest improvement um again in the run defense, even with the defense, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily say with the ones we got, because I think Osa and um Chauncey Ghostin are, are tweeners, right? They're, no, they're, they're put tweeners. Ghostin in the middle. Please don't do that. Well, back at yeah, we'll see what they oh. do. But I think the biggest improvement is gonna be just the scheme. The emphasis up front, yeah. like schematically to be more sound and disciplined. I think that alone will help, but they absolutely have to get some players too, right? Like you, you can't walk in here with, without addressing linebacker, and you got to get at least one or two defensive tackles for sure. And yeah, because y'all killed the linebackers too. Oh, oh that's a lot Whoa. of them. It's, it's a well, lot. It's actually more of them, Marv. Man, I saw what y'all was doing. I just, I said, y'all, I said, they're killing it, man. Y'all should be over there working with them. 
Yeah. That boy gets still and vouch over there. They showing you. It's come on, man. <laughs> well, that's well, uh, humbling, but uh, <laughs> I appreciate that. But I do think this is funny. Yeah, um, so I think it might have been Mike on Twitter who was like, "Low key, Cowboys Twitter probably could have drafted better than the Cowboys did last year." Low key. Yeah, they they reached too much. Because, no, I'm just talking about last year. Yeah. That's all. I'm just talking about last year. But. Yeah, yeah. Last year, they, you know, um, they try to get cute. They got too cute. Come on, toxic. And lost. But, hey, but, Mark, uh, uh, in closing, good brother. Well, in closing, man, the fans, you, I must always stay a fan, even if they make the boo-boos or the woo-boos. I don't care. For sure. I'm here. I'm not. Who I'm going to go for? Go pick the Redskins. <laughs> Come on, man. The Jets, come on, man. Y'all crazy. I'm a cowboy for life. So, yep. uh, good show, brother. And uh, everybody, stop crying. Let's just wait and see what happens. After, uh, when is uh, we can start signing? March? Uh, March, March 13th. 13th. Yeah, yeah. So, so about okay. two what, weeks. That's roughly. what you wait for. Yeah, yeah. Two, weeks. two weeks. That's when y'all will cry. All right, bro. <laughs> All right, fam. Appreciate it. Good job. <laughs> hey, look, I, like I always say, man, this, y'all, y'all know, if you've been around here, you know how I do. This is the time where I'm, oh, hey, man, get it out. Vent about this guy, you know? This is the time. Once that season starts, I'm, I'm more so focused on, hey, next week, how do we do this? How do the, uh, next week, next week? But this is the time, Marv, so I, I cannot be mad. When people express themselves in off season, based off of what we don't do, really. <laughs> what is... <laughs> Yo, man. Hey, let me go see this tweet. Shouts out to bro in the building. Damn, watch what the hell did you tweet? Getting all these notifications. Damn, where, where was that? Uh, shots out to, I think this was Jeff's spot. I haven't been back since. I kind of moved a little bit further away, but whatever spot that was, that was a dope spot, man. So, so Vot, you're trying to do this in person? Call your people, baby. Come on, man. I'm down. Post a picture of me, Vach, Jeff, and Dave at... I don't know where this place was. If you remember, man, let me know. It's a good time, though. Learn a lot of things talking to them dudes. Let's get to these super chats. Tiny Jim. Y'all think I'm short. Oh, we good. We good for the day. Perfect. The last one was toxic, and this is fitting. He said we can't overcome it. Why well, said it never happened. I mean, yeah, because bros are all the way in Cali right now. You know, he has no reason to come back here, Dave Elvin. But hey, I'm all about it. I'm all about the virtual, you know, show. They give us a studio, then me, you, and Jeff can actually be in person. But hey, yeah, it's gonna happen. I'm telling you. 
one way or another, I, man, at this point, if I got to fund it myself at some point, man, I, I'm, I'm getting the studio. I'm, I'm about to sit here. I'm about to redo mines probably in a few weeks. But I want the real deal Holyfield. I'm ready. You know how sometimes, I mean, this is just at least me. Like, y'all could tell a lot of times I'm changing things up creatively because I, I'm just always trying to, I'm trying to get better, be better. And right now, I just feel like I'm trapped a little bit. I do. Creatively. Creatively speaking, I feel a little bit trapped because I got so many grand ideas, but I don't got the damn resources to do it. That's what I'm saying. Wow. Shouts out to, to Marv P., a different Marvin. He says, that picture is how I started to listen to Sky and Vodge. That's dope. Yeah, I'm a short king, Mark. You can't can't tell in that picture. Y'all, so you never saw the picture of me and Vach? I had to get on Vach about this. Uh, what was I doing? We was we was recording at camp. And that's my bro, so it is what it is. But we was recording at camp, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, you know, whoever I was talking about. I turned around to say something to Vach, and bro basically using the top of my head as like a tripod. I already knew I was short in general, but I'm like, come on, dog. <laughs> got to embarrass me in front of these people. And then there's the Dak Prescott picture. You ever see the Dak Prescott picture? I, I, I don't even know if I if I could if I could find this picture. Let me find this picture. We ain't over time. Let me see. Wide receiver and safety. Let me see here. Now, see, Dak is not little. People, people, you know, we know Dak's a tank in general, but. Give me a second, y'all. I'm trying to find this for y'all. It's, pre- it's pretty funny because he, he definitely dwarfs the hell out of me. Ah, can't find it. I'll find it one day, man. I'll put it up here. I got you. Shouts out to the day ones, man. Y'all the best. Y'all are the best. Deuce Vaughn short. Actually taller than Deuce. But Deuce is stocky as hell. So, you know. And then Rock will be since I got him frozen. Yeah, see, next 100%. I agree with that. All right. Uh, on the way out, if y'all enjoyed the show, please hit that like button. I'll be back on later with Vach. Speaking of. Not sure what we're going to be on today, but... As always, you can't miss shows. So why would you? Swing through, 315-ish. Mo will be back on later tonight. And make sure y'all rock out for all of our articles, or look out for all of our articles on A2ZSportsDallas.com. All right? Keeping y'all updated as much as possible. We are, again, I keep telling y'all, we are in that weird lull, but we're about to pick it up tomorrow. Uh, If everything goes smoothly, We'll have foots on here. We're going to be talking about some combine players to watch out for. I'm a big believer in, in you know, don't let the combine sway you too much on what you see via film. Uh, but every year, somebody stands out at the combine and they become somebody's, you know, pet cat or or they elevate their status. So we'll talk about a couple guys that you got to keep an eye out for that could elevate their uh, draft value heading into 2024 draft. So. Should be a good one tomorrow. With that said, 
Push the goddamn button. Push the goddamn button. You think Braylon Allen's gonna probably is 40, but I don't know, man. I used to I used to kind of be in I used to kind of be the, the, the what they call it, the workout warrior combine, but I get, I got food too much, man. Trust your eyes. Trust your eyes. Out of here. Appreciate y'all. Love you. Peace.